2: All right, welcome to the Hank Hattie Podcast. I have a special guest today, my good friend Rick Silverman. Rick and I uh, grew up together in Deerfield, Illinois, played high school golf together, college golf together at University of Tulsa. Then we started coaching together, teaching together at Exmoor Country Club in Highland Park, Illinois. Then we worked together with the John Jacobs Golf Schools, and then... uh, Rick went on to teach with the John Jacobs Golf Schools for 33 years, and of course, I have done my thing in teaching, and Rick is out in Scottsdale, Arizona, where he has a home, and he's here with his uh, wife, Karen, and they are having a little time off. Rick's going to be teaching with me, coaching with me at my new studio here in Paradise Valley, Arizona, when we start up here in November. Looking forward to that. Rick, how you doing?
1: Doing great, Hank. Nice to be here with you. Yeah,
2: so I uh, so I said, hey, let's do some let's do some podcasts. I, I need somebody to talk to, so I can uh, come with some uh, different, a uh, little different topics, a little different subjects. And uh, Rick says I got an opinion on everything. So anyway, that's
1: <laughs> yeah, true. That's what I'm told. All right. So
2: where are we gonna where are we gonna start? Um, Let's go back to let, let's let's start back uh, golf school days. Mm-hmm. The golf school business had uh, it's it's changed so much over the years. I mean, when you and I started, I mean it was the, I mean there was the John Jacobs golf schools, there was the Golf Digest golf schools. People went to golf schools it's where they found the and, and got to the best instructors, and. Then all of a sudden it it uh, it changed. I don't know. It was it was kind of all of a sudden. It was a nice little run. But wh- when did when when do you think things changed? When when did people like golf schools kind of fell out of favor or something? People like don't like taking big group lessons anymore or what?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's funny. When uh, I first started teaching, uh, the first kind of big year we had, we did nine weeks of schools in the in the winter time. Right. In the summertime, we all had to have our own jobs to go to because we had to make a living. Right. And um, in the wintertime, we would get together. Uh, first year, with, uh, when we did extended schools back-to-back, we did nine weeks. Second year, we did 16 weeks successful. Year after that, we did 26 weeks. Wow. And then um, the numbers would always grow. We, at that time... When we had student-to-teacher ratio, it was an 8-to-1 student-to-teacher ratio.
2: Okay. Which was actually good because a, lo- a lot of schools were 10-to-1 and yes. 12-to-1 and whatever.
1: And they 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 weren't schools that were really designed for playing golf. You started at like 8.30 in the morning. And because there were so many people there, you had usually four sessions each of about an hour and 30 an or 45 minutes. They rotated around. And you didn't get done until maybe after five o'clock. Right. Nobody played golf. It was just pure yeah. hardcore golf and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as we went on, people would always say, I'd like to get out and play golf. So what we did was we improved the ratio, shortened the day. So they could get out and play golf at the end of the day at three o'clock. Yeah. Play nine holes, yeah. whatever they could do. So the ratio went from like eight to one to like six to one. And we would have anywhere from, you know, sometimes 32 students, 40 students. So that would mean you need, at 40 students, you need eight instructors. And we started, and we needed to expand because you needed more instructors when you reduce that ratio. And when I, uh, at the height, at the schools that I ran, I ran uh, most of our facilities. It was out of Painted Mountain out in, uh, in Mesa.
2: Okay. Yeah. And
1: we had, and this was a a program where I'm not sure whether it was uh, the golf instruction was really important or it was a golf vacation. Right, right, right. We would have a hundred people a week come to the oh golf my God. school. And I ran those golf schools for about eight years. And we would have two sides of the range hitting towards each other. We would have 50 people on each end. Oh my God. We would have uh, groups of 25 and yep. in the 25 we'd have groups of Ten and 15, and they would rotate around, oh, and we had to schedule everybody's lunch, yeah, golf, but we'd have a hundred people a week now, can you imagine that 100 people a week at a five to one ratio you had over 20 instructors? Yeah, yeah. it was like herding cats is what it was like. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was incredible, wow. and it was promoted as a golf vacation, kind of like a cruise, yeah, something like that, yeah, where people would come for golf. They would get better. Our instruction had to be geared around fixing people very fast. Yeah, helping them to improve, helping them to understand very quickly what they needed to do, and change what the, the, the mistakes very quickly. And we had to. Uh, they had take home videotapes. First started with VHS way back when. We used to have graph check cameras. We used to give them little. Graph check picture, like a Polaroid. Yeah,
2: like eight pictures of their quick picture yes. of their swing. Yeah. Those and then were,
1: we did VHS. I remember those
2: back in the those, When those first came out, that was like a big thing. <laughs> oh, man, we got a graph check camera. you got It had eight little pictures. It, it took took eight pictures of one swing, and then you could kind of look at it and wow. Think about where things are today. The only now. problem
1: with that was when you had a, a someone that was with like Hideki Matiami. He had a swing. His swing is so slow going back yeah, yeah. that you would only catch the backswing. <laughs> you yeah. had to recalibrate the camera. That's a
2: good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But, so so back in the day, though, like when golf schools like first got going, it was like uh, when we got going with them, they were already going before us. But when we got going with them, it was a way for people to go and see – The best instructors in the game, because the best instructors in the game taught golf schools. I mean, that's what they did. I mean, Bob Tosky, you know, Jim Flick, Peter Costas, John Jacobs, you know, Davis Love. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably leaving out you know people, but but those guys were the best instructors. They were the best known instructors, and they taught the average player to play golf. And then, you know it kind of changed, you know, so you had to pay a certain amount to go to those schools. And those were like the highlight schools. same thing with Jacob's schools that you worked with. And then they had like a lower price version that was, okay, here's John Jacobs trained instructors or golf digest, you know, second tier instructors. And people would go to those schools and pay a little bit less, but get basically the same, same instruction except without the, the headliner. And then, like you said, then golf schools kind of, you know, at some facilities changed. Like you said, you had all these big schools in in Arizona, and people would come for a golf vacation. That's the same thing they did when I was at Pinehurst, when I ran the golf schools at Pinehurst. People would come to Pinehurst, and they could play all the courses, and they play in the afternoon. It was great for the resorts because, you know, we would send the groups out in the afternoon. Everybody at a resort wants to play in the morning. It's a way to fill up the afternoon tea times. And you could sell the, the golf schools. And then, you know, then, then you know, it, uh, it kind of just went down, right? I mean, what would happen next?
1: Well, uh, back in the 80s and the 70s, if you wanted to become a PGA member, you couldn't become a PGA member just by teaching.
2: Yeah, it was, it was different. You had to be a pro shop guy. You had
1: to, be, you had to be, um, work for a PGA member. They had no teaching division. And individuals like you and myself, and the, we changed that. We were kind of the, the on the ground floor of getting the profession to have just teachers, not just guys in the shop selling shirts, taking care of the members, doing whatever they do, being indoors all the time. And they created a division just for teachers. Yeah, which became like an A six or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and. During the '80s, it was a hardcore golfer that really went out to play golf and to come to golf school. Yeah, you didn't have anybody that really came to that never played golf before and to want to learn how to play golf. That changed, and we had individuals. I would say probably at least fifteen to twenty percent that had come to golf schools that never played golf before. That's where they wanted to learn to play golf. And the, the draw to a lot of them was not only the instruction we, we, we could give them, but also there was a price point and you can get a lot in in a short period of time. It was a great bargain. As the schools went, went on, cost change you couldn't offer them an affordable venture. Mm-hmm. So the golf school to, that you could offer for under a thousand dollars, which was a five day golf school meals, things like that. Maybe even a hotel. You couldn't do it. Prices were going up. Yeah. Yeah. And the individuals who were cost conscious, having a great golf vacation, you lost them at the golf schools mm. because of a price point. You still had the hardcore golfer, but The bottom line is, if you couldn't help that person become better, you're going to lose them from coming back. In repeat business, word of mouth was so important. And if you weren't good at teaching, if you couldn't help people to improve and understand and get better when you weren't there, they're just going to say, I I went to golf school and I got worse. I'm never going again. Hmm. So the pressure was kind of. Yeah, on. Pe-
2: pe- I mean that didn't happen to many people. It didn't seem, like, but it happened to some for sure.
1: It did. I
2: mean, you know, they get lost in the shuffle. Maybe they, um, you know, whatever. You can always blame it on the student, but uh, you know, not everybody's does better with you know group instruction. And you know they they had a tough mistake. Maybe they didn't get the right instructors. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen, right?
1: The challenge you had is that when you go from a school where you have a core of like five instructors and now you need 20. Yeah. How can you train them to be as good as you are? That's taking you 10 years to get to where you're at. Good point. So as a result of that, you lose some of the qualities you go on. Yeah. And when the quality of instruction goes down, you're going to have some people who may not get helped. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's too big. And, People would say i got went to golf school didn't have the best instructor didn't get any better yeah and you might lose those people but nowadays I'm not sure golf schools are are really popular I mean no they're definitely not
2: popular in the way that they used to be i mean no. they, it used to be like everybody would you know, love to go to golf school, but now, like any of the golf schools that we do, and like the ones that that you know you and I are are, are going to be doing out in uh, in in Phoenix, it's more just you know we call it golf schools, but it's a custom made program. It you know we figure out okay what the student needs, what the student wants, okay. You know, I mean, you know, so, so, some people want to just have fun. I mean, that's, you know, like, or they want to play golf or they want a golf vacation, or they want to say they had a lesson from Hank Haney or, but they like, if people are really dedicated and they want to improve and they tell us what they want to do, we got to f- factor that in. And then, you know, how much golf do you want to play? And it's all just custom made. So, so you know, like you and I will, will teach together and we – you know work with one two, you know, maybe three people, no more than that because we want to be able to take them on the golf course and play with them, and you know you'll play with them in the afternoon, and then you know, if we have uh one, two, or three people, then it's no problem to go go play with them and then they get in golf, they get the instruction, work on full swing short game and one of the things that was always not so good about golf schools is is if you went more than once you know you you had to sit through all the talks and the clinics and this and that stuff that you'd heard, you know, well, some people many times because we did have some people that went to many golf schools and it just kind of wasn't individualized at all. So now the way the golf school business is, if you call it a golf school, it's real, it's all custom made. How many days you want, how many hours of instruction you want. Everybody's different. Some people wear out quicker than others. And then we gear everything toward them. So that's you know that's what we're going to be doing, and it's it, it, you know I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think it's it's going to be uh, going to be great, and it's giving people what not just what they want, but what they need. And we all know that individual instruction is better than. Uh, eight-to-one ratio with group instruction, no doubt about that. So anyway, everybody can learn about all this uh, stuff we have going on, Rick and I, at uh, HaneyUniversity.com. You can go there and check it out and uh, you'll be able to sign up right there and get all the information. But then we also have somebody you can call and talk to as well. That that will explain everything to you if you want to put a package together to to do that. Uh, We'll take a little break when we come back. I want to ask you uh, about... The worst student you ever saw at one of your golf schools. I, I got a story for you on that, on that too. So we'll, we'll do that when we, when we come back.
0: Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck you buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer, check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
3: Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
0: Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room.
2: Back with uh, my my buddy Rick Silverman on the uh, Hankiny podcast, and uh, I wanted I wanted to ask you about yeah, how, how many how many students you think you've seen at golf schools. How, let's let's start there. In, in, in thirty three years of doing golf schools, you got uh, you had a hundred students a week or, or
1: hundred students a week per, during the season. We'd go for about.
2: You ever you Three ever sit there and months. think about how many golfers you 've seen it's hundreds of thousands
1: Wow hundreds of thousands
2: that's unbelievable it 's almost not a fair fight when you and I tell people this too you know like you take the average like teaching pro and I mean they all everybody tries as hard as they can right but the average teaching pro he might give <laughs> I don't know, somebody, I'll give you a, a above-average teaching pro, might give 500 lessons in a year, maybe. Okay, maybe he's been doing it for 10 years, 15 years. He's been doing it for 15 years. He's given 7,500 golf lessons. You've seen hundreds of thousands of golfers it, it just it's it's you can't compare i mean experience means something i mean it, it it does because you know we all know that when you when you instruct i mean it's not easy it, the, the hardest thing is is not just the fixing the mistakes or knowing what to fix or knowing what to like people like i've got instructors that i've trained over the years they like, oh i you know Hank, would you take a look at this guy? Oh, I told him this, or I told him that. And I said, he needs to do this and this. And they go, well, that's what I told him. I told you know, I said, well, <laughs> you're not doing it. You know, I mean, you got you to get them to do it. You have to get the point across. That's what, uh, honestly, that's what experience does for, for someone. I, and, I, and I know that's, you know, where I've always felt like I had an edge. Like, like, it's not that I know what they need to do and nobody else does. It's that I can get them to do it. And that's, that's, that's one of the things that, that experience really, really matters in. Uh, but, you know, obviously you have certain mistakes that are tough for people to, to fix. Like like you take that guy that's given, you know, 5,000 lessons in his career, and that's a lot. I mean, that's a small number of instructors that gave, have given that many lessons in their career. But for instance, like how many lefties has that guy taught? Not very many. Not many. Okay, not many. and you know, you'd be lying. Any instructor would be lying if he said it's easy. It's just as easy to help a lefty as it is a righty. I mean, it just it, it's it's it, it's it's not because, and it's not that it's any different, but it's just you gotta. Even when I'm coaching lefties, I'm I'm like. Okay. Make sure you don't say right when you mean left. Don't make make sure you don't say left when you mean. That's always a goal of mine, you know. In a lesson, I don't want to make sure I I I, I don't say right when I meant left, you know. And you know, you just don't see as many lefties unless you go to Canada. And Canada is like it's half the people on the range are lefty because everybody that shoots, you know, a hockey puck left handed is golfing left handed. But the my point is, is when you've seen, you know thousands and thousands of lefties, then it's easier than when you've seen, you know, a hundred of them. It's just, it, you know, then it becomes close to the same. I'm not, I would still say it's not, not the same, but it becomes close to the same, you know? I mean, that's just kind of the way it is, but there's certain mistakes that every instructor, I think, well, I don't think I know every instructor, you know, finds harder to fix than other mistakes, that, that's know, true. I mean, you know, I mean, wouldn't you say, I mean, maybe some guys are you know, really good at fixing this, but not so good at fixing that.
1: Mm, that that's really true. Um, when it, when you get the lefties, left-handed golfers, I very long, early on, I made sure that I used the correct name. If I said, if I said okay, this slice is to the right, which you say yeah. to right-handed golfers. Yeah. You can't say that to a left-handed golfer. yeah. yeah. Or if I say, uh, however you need to you need need to move your front foot or back foot. Yeah. I you've got to be generic sometimes. You yeah. have to learn how to be generic so that they understand. They're paying the same amount as anybody else. You want to give them the respect. Yeah. And you have to put that into your learning and your teaching. Yeah. And that's also part of becoming a better teacher. Absolutely. And the as far as as far as um, the the skill of a of a teacher. The, the, the challenge that a lot, of, a lot of people have is that when they teach, and I see it a lot, they, they, they're looking at the student. They're not looking at the golf ball. Right. And you always teach backwards in golf, never forward. You never look at a swing and fix a swing without looking at the ball. So you're looking, here's the ball. Here's what it's t- information it's giving me. Mm-hmm. I need to let that individual know that when they see that here's the information that they should be getting and then work your way backwards to impact and then to the swing and then to the setup. Right. A lot of teachers don't do that. They don't realize that that has to happen and they work their way forward. Oh, you know, your setup is wrong. Your setup is over here. Your posture is over here. Your grip is over here. Well, What about the golf ball? Oh, we'll get to that later. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. right? And that's the experience of learning how how to teach and what to teach. Yeah, no doubt about
2: it. You know, that's one thing for sure. I mean, there's many, many things that obviously you learned from being with John Jacobs for so many years. And I learned from my years with John Jacobs was it's all about ball flight. And that's the only thing that matters. Nothing else matters. I mean, it's just, and that's why I'm so passionate always about fixing your big miss. Like, what is your big miss? What's your bad shot? And I see it even like when I, you know, like I play pickleball. You know, I play pickleball, and I and I I love learning new things. I've loved learning pickleball, but I watch people try to coach pickleball, okay? And I just cringe when I watch it because, like, nobody. Coaching like pickleball applies the same kind of you know philosophy and principles that like you know I would apply to like or I do apply to golf or you apply to golf or and we would apply to anything we we coach. It's like I look at somebody playing pickleball and think, okay, this is your number one mistake and your number one mistake is a shot it's a shot that you struggle with it's a you know like in golf it's it's a it's a sand shot you can't get out of the bunker it's a pit shot you can't get it on the green it's a drive you just slice it to the right it's a you know you you can't get the ball in the air you top the ball you hit shots fat you hit shot you're a shanker i mean that you gotta fix your big miss and it's the same thing i see like in in when i'm watching pickleball uh, okay, what is the shot that you know this guy? His second shot return is no good. His serve is no good. He's he can't dink the ball. He you know he, he's you know he, he's always getting beat on the attack. I mean you got you have to fix your biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, it's the same thing in every sport. And you you work on that one big problem. And you, you may have a multitude of problems, but you got to fix one at a time. You can't fix a hundred things at once. So you fix something, and then you work your way on to the next thing, and you work your way on to the next thing, and you work your way on the next thing. And when you do, you know, when you're working your way on to these next things, you're in golf, you're lowering your handicap. Yeah, you know, you're, you're just you're you're getting better. Like like, just fix this one bad shot. Forget about where your weight is, or your, you know, your this, or your that, or your elbow, or your knee, or whatever. just fix, fix this one bad shot, and you're a better golfer. Period. Period. Just what? What's your bad shot? What's your worst shot? What's your biggest miss and usually it's something that causes penalty shots because now it's not just a miss it's a miss compounded and it add, it adds up so fix fix your big miss and i mean that's the 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 big thing that you know obviously we both learned like early on and it it it's you know makes so much sense and as as much as golf instruction has, you know, changed today, I mean I'm not uh, you know, this is a this is a topic for another podcast, but I'm not sure it's, you know, really totally changed for the better. I mean, you have to be able to fix your big mess. But uh we're gonna continue uh visiting, uh, Rick and I. And uh what I wanna I wanna I wanna get into I got a story about my worst golfer ever at a golf school and I know you have one too, so oh we're gonna we're gonna we'll we're gonna save that for uh for the next day. How about that? Sounds all right. good. All right. Thanks for uh, joining me. Remember, go to com to find out about all the golf instruction that uh, my friend Rick Silverman and I are going to be doing in Arizona starting in November. And uh, you'll get all the information on there. You can take a lesson from uh, from us and uh, experience well, what we've experienced over all our years coaching golf. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And also go to com, Sign up for my uh, free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. And if you've got aches and pains, it will help you out. If you've got arthritis pain, it will help you out. Sore muscles, whatever it is, check that out at voodoopainrelief.com. Uh, we will be back tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app so you get the podcast every day. Hope everybody has a great day. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
0: or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight-talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto-pay discount.
3: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts.